work with an amazing group of women who go above and beyond daily, um, making sure that each of their patients and their families are cared for, loved, comforted, and well-informed. This is the Jane's Cancer-Free World Podcast. I'm Steve Wartenberg, and my guest is Martini Tolly. Martini is an ultrasound technologist at the Stephanie Spielman Comprehensive Breast Center at the James. And this is another in our ongoing series about relationship-based care. Martini will fill us in on how this applies to what she does and how she interacts with and cares for the patients she sees at the Spielman. Welcome, Martini. Thank you, Steve. It's good to be here today. Martini, let's first get a little bit about your background and how you came to be an ultrasound technologist. Okay. Well, I have been in ultrasound now for 24 years. Um, I have worked for Ohio State for 17 of those, and I've been with the James at the Breast Center for the past 11. I've always had a passion for patient advocacy, and working at the James in breast imaging has really brought that to life for me. So that's a very special place, the, um, the breast center. And what was that like, the change over there to, to start working there? It was very personalized. Um, I felt like from the get-go that I had a real connection with my patients. I would be able to take the appropriate time that I needed with my patients because I feel like when they're there, they do need more time. Um, some of the patients that come to our building are scared to even get out of the car. And they have a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. And it could be for multiple reasons. Maybe they already have a diagnosis um, and they're afraid of what's to come next. Or they're just coming for their screening and they're afraid that it might not go so well this year. Yeah, that, that's true. It's a very, can be a very stressful situation for someone who's felt a lump, someone who has had breast cancer and is getting a screening for someone whose doctor suggested they go there. So yeah, that's a very uh, anxiety filled experience that you're in the, in the midst of. So before we get to that in the relationship back relationship based care aspect of it, I'm not sure I fully understand the difference between a mammogram and an ultrasound. And so fill us in on the differences and then where the ultrasound and why the ultrasound would, would come into play. Sure. A mammogram is actually an X-ray of the breast tissue. So when a woman comes in each year for her screening mammogram, she gets two x-rays of each breast and the radiologist then dictates a report as to how those images look. They compare to prior years and if the patient has not had a new had a mammogram in the past then they don't really have anything to compare to so it's their baseline mammogram. So a mammogram is an x-ray which is sort of a technology that's been around for a while. And I think we're all somewhat familiar with that, but ultrasound is a little newer and, and different. So what exactly is an ultrasound? Ultrasound is actually um, using sound waves to send into the body and 
basically with the reverberation we get back, we are able, the computer actually can create an image. So, so it's, it's reverberating against everything, the, the tissues and things that, it, it, that are inside the person. Yes. And so it's safe. Um, it's comfortable. Uh, we, we really do strive to make the patients comfortable in the room. Uh, we do have to apply a gel to their skin, but we do warm it. And I think that is always a huge comfort to the patient too. What's the difference in, in what they look like and why is an ultrasound sort of more precise or accurate or clearer? That's a great question. So mammogram is still considered the gold standard of imaging for breast care. But when needed, there are other modalities that come into play. Ultrasound is one of them. There's also MRI of the breast. Ultrasound um, can complement, I like to say, a mammogram because it adds additional information. So if there's a mass seen on a mammogram, we can do an ultrasound of that mass and we can determine several things. We can determine whether it's fluid filled or solid. We can determine whether there's blood flow in the mass. We can also see the borders of the mass. And what I mean by that is, are the borders nice and smooth or are the borders kind of uh, shaggy and reaching out into the tissues surrounding? Those are really important factors in trying to determine what the next step is in a patient's breast care. And so perhaps the next step of things seem headed in that direction will be a biopsy. Sometimes, um, yes. If features of what we're finding are a little on the suspicious side, then we would proceed in telling the patient they needed a biopsy. And we would get all that scheduled for them, uh, the appropriate people they need to see prior to that, taking a look at their health care and their, their history and see if there's anything that would inhibit us from performing a biopsy rather than um, sooner than rather than waiting a few days. Okay, that was excellent. So I really put you on the spot because this, you just described about four or five different people's jobs. So I appreciate that excellent overview. That was very easy to understand. So I think that sets us up really well that we can talk about exactly what you do. But first, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Martini to learn exactly what she does in the step-by-step -step process of what happens when a woman comes in for an ultrasound. A revolution in lung cancer treatment is happening at the James. We're proving lung cancer isn't solely defined by location and stage, but rather the individual molecules and genes that drive it. Simply put, there is no routine lung cancer. That's why our world-renowned specialists put their expertise towards treating one particular lung cancer, yours. At the James, we go beyond the routine to prevent, detect, treat, and cure your lung cancer. To learn more, call 1-800-293-5066. We're back with Martini Tolly, an ultrasound technologist. And Martini, I, as when we started, we talked about relationship-based care, which is a big philosophy at the James. And I think in previous episodes, we've seen how that works with patient care when someone's in the hospital. But how does it work in ultrasounds in the in the screening process that you do? Yeah. 
Well, um, like I would like to reiterate again, we do uh, focus on creating a caring and healing environment at the Breast Center. Um, the primary technologist role concept is one of those initiatives that we started to kind of promote that. Um, it was created to provide a more personalized caring experience for the patients and their families. And we do that to make a connection with them. So when you say a connection with them, I mean, that means connecting with them on a one-on-one -on -one basis as one person to another, like how do you train to do that? How do you learn to do that? Which is, it's hard to instantly have a rapport with someone. It really, it really can be. I, I work with an amazing group of women who go above and beyond daily, um, making sure that each of their patients and their families are cared for, loved, comforted, and well-informed. I think all of those components help immediately draw a connection with a patient. I think that um, we have to remember when a patient enters our building, we're not sure what they've gone through before they've got there or what they might have going on currently with other family members that might be ill. Um, so I personally try to take all of that into consideration when I go down the hall to get my patient. What is that process when you walk down the hall and meet someone and then take them in and do the ultrasound? I'll introduce myself. Um, I usually say, I'm Martini. I'm going to be doing your ultrasound today. And so we walk back the hall. I bring them into the ultrasound room. It's, um, I think, a little inviting. We um, try to play some more spa-like music to make it a little more comfortable for them. I've had many patients comment saying, man, it really does kind of feel like I'm just at the spa today. <laughs> so if they say that, then I know I'm doing my job right because I'm trying to make them comfortable. It's a, it's a spa with a lot of high-tech equipment. <laughs> yeah. So I always just kind of um, upfront explain what we're going to be doing and ask them if they have any questions. And if they do, I try to explain. If they don't, I just ask them to go ahead and lie down on the bed. And then we we do kind of put them on a slight um, turn with a cushion behind their back and shoulders. The patient for a mammogram, you know, they are, they're going to have their breast tissue compressed and sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable, um, but it doesn't last for very long. When they get to the ultrasound room, I, I do think they're a bit relaxed to know that they're just going to be laying on the bed and we're going to be um, using a, an ultrasound probe just gently on top of their breast tissue. So I'm trying to picture that when you say an ultrasound probe, what, what is that? What does that look like? Well, a lot of people, um, I kind of always go back to when a woman would have an ultrasound for a pregnancy because most people, when they think of ultrasound, they think of that. It's exactly what it is. It's just looking at a different part of their body. So the ultrasound probe is a smooth topped um, instrument. It's held in my hand and we use a warm gel to seal out any air gap between the probe and their skin. And then it just moves um, 
gently across their breast tissue to gain those images. Now, you say that as someone who's probably done this thousands of times, but there must be an expertise and a technique to it that you've learned over the years so that it works properly, I take it. Yes, there is, uh, there is quite a technique to ultrasound. <laughs> it is, um, it's kind of an art. I, I have loved doing ultrasound from the get-go, and I have never... I have never had a day where I have thought I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> wow. I just love it. What are some of the questions or the anxiety that, that uh, patients have as you're doing this? What, what do they ask you or what are they worried about? Yeah. Um, there, there is a huge span of what we get asked Um it really depends on the personality of the patient a lot. Some people are very quiet as they lay there. And as it's very quiet, sometimes I do try to fill the void and um, kind of talk about some personal things, ask them how their weekend was. Um, we talk about animals and pets sometimes. Um, it kind of um, lightens the mood, if you will. It helps them, helps them relax. There are patients that are very um, science-based, maybe very health-based, and they have a lot of questions. I usually try to ease them as much as I can within my scope. And I will tell them that they won't have to wait long. We always give results immediately after the ultrasound, which is a very, very nice thing <laughs> with what I do. I'll scan the patient and then I will tell them that I'll step out of the room. You just be comfortable. And then I'll get the radiologist to read this. And then I will be right back in with your results. Yeah. That's the great thing I've learned about the breast center is that a woman could come in in the morning for a mammogram. If there's something uh, worrisome, she could then get her ultrasound, then talk to the radiologist, then to her oncologist. And if they have to schedule anything else, it's all done there and in one day. Yes. Yes. It is very nice. And as you were, I think what you're alluding to before, when you talked about how the different approaches to different types of patients, you sort of have to learn how to read people and what they need from you to feel comfortable. Yeah, you do. And I think that it's a little easier um, for me having been in the field for so long, but there is just something about all of us employees at the James and the Breast Center. It's like, it's like we were born to be there. Everyone, is, um, everyone just has a very special way about themselves to make the patient feel loved and um, cared for, connected with us. And maybe by the time they leave, maybe even a little empowered. Wow, that's great. And again, that's that concept of relationship-based care, which you practice. Yeah. And we keep, and I, it's, I think it's my fault. I keep saying women who come in for mammograms and ultrasounds, which I know are the vast majority, but you, I take it, you also have some men who are your patients. That is correct. There are, um, Men that come in, um, maybe because they have a family history, maybe they are they have the BRCA gene. Um, they will come in for uh, mammograms as well. 
um, maybe there's a man that might just feel a lump and he might not necessarily have any family history, but anytime a lump is felt in the breast tissue, imaging needs to be done. So a man will start with a mammogram if he's over the age of 25, and then they usually will proceed to ultrasound. That would be men who have the BRCA gene, which greatly increases the risk of cancer in women and men, which I think is not, not as well known. That's correct. Now, they don't have to have the gene to require imaging. Okay, right. If they have a lump or yeah. family history or just a concern in their primary yeah. care physician recommends them. So uh, you, I'm sorry, you said you've been at the, at the James and the Spielman for 11 years? Yeah, I, I actually started right two months before the breast center opened. So I was in Dublin for two months and then we moved um, in the January um, and, and we, were, we were in the breast center. <laughs> oh, that was a good time to start. So you got to see what it was like before and then move into one of the world's best equipped uh, comprehensive breast centers. Yeah, it was quite a change and such a such a huge change for what we could offer the patients. Um, it, it was just wonderful. I'm going to put you on the spot. How many ultrasounds do you think you've done? Oh my, <laughs> well, boy, I'd have to kind of think that up, but we are a very busy department. We, we generally probably do on average between 45 and 55 ultrasounds a day. Wow. When you say we, the whole department or you? No, no, not me. Me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, um, I think another great thing about where I work is there, there are, we have multiple technologists. Um, we do have five room, five ultrasound rooms that we scan in and we have two ultrasound rooms that are procedure rooms where we perform biopsies. So, um, if it's a fully staffed day, we might have seven ultrasound techs there in room scanning. And so the nice thing is, is that we don't, we never rush. We take the amount of time that we are needed to with the patients because it's very different with ultrasound. We could go in the room and maybe be in there for 15 minutes, or we could have a really challenging case and be in the room for maybe an hour or more. So, if I have a couple challenging cases, I might only do five exams that day, whereas one of my colleagues might be in a room and may have done 10. So it just really is dependent on the type of case that we get. Well, thank you, Martini. That was a great overview on ultrasound, the actual procedure, and how important your relationship with and connection to patients is. So... I want to end by sort of bringing it back to the beginning in you've been doing this for a long time. What have you learned and how has it changed over the years in terms of the concept of relationship-based care and your connection with, with patients? I think I have gained so much more knowledge as to how to relate with a patient um, and create that connection. Um, 
being a technologist in and of itself is so very important, but being a primary technologist brings it to a whole new level. We are, we are not just there for the patients. Um, we are there for their families and keeping them well-informed and it makes the, the family feel good, but it also makes the patients know that we really do care and we want to be connected to them. And I take it that's rewarding for you as well. It's very rewarding. I, I really enjoy my work. I, I love going out of my way to make a patient feel comfortable and maybe as relaxed as I can get them while they're there. Okay. Well, again, thank you for, for sharing what you do and thank you for taking such good care of so many patients. Thank you, Steve. I've enjoyed it today. This podcast is brought to you by the Ohio State University Comprehensive Cancer Center, Arthur G. James Cancer Hospital, and Richard J. Soloff Research Institute. For more information, check out our website, cancer.osu.edu.